Hello there, welcome to a brand new episode of Fortuna Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. I hope you had an amazing weekend and I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. So today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. We're looking at dealing with sexual urges. Now, I think this is such an important conversation to be had because for a long time, the church, particularly people of the African descent, have denied its existence and when i say denied its existence i mean they denied it publicly but secretly quietly people have found coping mechanisms for these things which has often led them to sin okay people getting wrapped up in pornography masturbation fornication all of these things that classify as sexual sin and while we don't completely blame the church for that or blame african parents for that they definitely have a role to play because oftentimes if things are spoken about, if things are if things are open, right, and people have the opportunity to ask about it, to learn about it, they stand a higher chance of not going to it knowing that it is sin rather than going secretly to find out information about it and in the process of finding that information, they get themselves wrapped up in sin. So while I'm really excited that our generation is starting to be a lot more vocal about things like this, I'm also a bit concerned because I find that we're also going to the extreme, right? So the past generation didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to acknowledge that this is something that should actually be spoken about. And they probably have their reasons, right? But our generation, on the other hand, we're like, yes, we must talk about this. We must say everything. We must put everything in detail. And as a result of that, we're even feeding some of these things more, leading more people to sin. And at the same time, we're just making everything counterproductive. So we're not achieving, you know, the thing that we hope would have been achieved if our parents talked a bit more about it. At the same time, we're kind of going overboard, you know, with how we share, you know, you go on YouTube today, you go on social media, you're seeing all kinds of things in the name of teaching people. And when I say all kinds of things, I mean things that are, I would consider sacred, right? Things that people should leave, you know, in their closets, in their homes. They're coming out, putting it on social media. And before you know it, when one person, two persons responds to that, someone is getting depressed, someone is committing suicide and all of that. You know, I think that even as we grow older, even as we get vocal about some of the things that our parents didn't talk about, there should still be a level of conservation, right? And I, I don't say this as in you should be secret or you should be completely private with your life. But I think that there is a level of wisdom with con- conservation. And I think about it. Um, I remember one of my friends that had her premarital class actually told us, rather, she's that's myself and, and, and some of her friends, that in her, um, the mentor in her premarital class, she said to her that, you know, you shouldn't be discussing your sexual relationship between you and your husband anyone except maybe it's a counselor or someone that you're seeking to look for help from but it's not something that you should come out and just discuss it like that but it's the contrary right in our generation you literally see husband and wife basically discussing you know what, what, what happened in the bedroom right on the tl and i get that they're comfortable with it but at the same time we need to be asking ourselves is it somehow creating opportunity for other people to sin is it creating opportunity for other people to desire things that they are not in the phase to have is it doing the exact opposite of what it should be doing so is it you know rather than educating people is it making people go overboard with the desire you know for some of these you know sexual things that you know they come out and they talk about so these are questions that i really really you know want us to think about particularly us in our generation right so while i'm super super excited that we're talking about these things i also need us to be cautious that we are not going overboard with it so we're going to get on to our topic 
dealing with sexual urges and we're going to be talking about five points that will help us in dealing with this sexual urges so please grab a chair please grab your popcorn whatever is going to make you feel relaxed and comfortable we're getting right into it first of all i wanted us to know that we cannot deny how our body was made to function so the first point is to acknowledge it okay god will never give us anything that will destroy us the bible says that the blessings of god make rich and they add no sorrow now, when you look at yourself, when you look at the functioning of your body, you would find that as you grow into puberty and, you know, into a youth and into an adult, some of these things just come, they just happen, right? You just suddenly see someone that you would deem attractive and you find that your body is reacting, okay? And this goes for both male and female. So someone hasn't come to teach you that, see, when you see this girl like this, you know, your body's going to you know twinkle a bit you know you're going to feel like this no one came and taught you that right it, it, it just happened you know as you grew the natural course of your body began to be responsive to to, to to people that you see attractive now what i'm trying to say here is that god has created us and has put some of these you know functionalities in us right However, he has put a timing to its manifestation, like every other thing in life, right? God always puts timing to manifestation. It's how a little baby today cannot say that they're going to go and graduate from university or they're going to go and operate on a body. You know, even though tomorrow the baby is going to become a doctor, for the time that they are a baby, they must, you know, be a baby, you know, do things like a baby, play like a baby. And as they grow through the phases, they now finally become that doctor, you know, that's going to actually operate on a person. So what I'm trying to bring out here is just the wisdom of God in putting time to certain things, right? And it's the same thing with sexual urges, right? They are there so that they can manifest in marriage, not outside of marriage. Now, marriage, as we discussed last week and the week before, is that institution that has actually been given for two people to know themselves to the fullest level so to 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 reach the heights the peak of intimacy and reaching the peak of intimacy means that there is also physical intimacy which is you know sexual intercourse but the bible tells us that sexual sin is fornication is adolescent so doing or having sex or engaging in sexual intimacy outside of marriage automatically classifies as sin okay because it's not bringing glory to god it is making you you know sad depressed you know when when you've had sex with someone and the person is not loving back back on you you know and god saw all of these things and so what did he do he put sexual urges in us with a timeline there so when this person gets married this is where these sexual urges are going to be manifested this is where they are going to be fulfilled right but god is not a wicked god so does it mean that on my way to marriage, when I experience the sexual urges, what am I supposed to do with them? And that's what we're talking about today. And the first point, like you just said, is to acknowledge it. So tell yourself, I feel this way not because I'm sinful. I feel this way not because I'm bad. I feel this way not because the spirit of God is not in me, but because I'm human, okay? Because I'm human. Think about the holiest person you know, your pastor, your mother. You know, some of us, you know, our parents are so sacrosanct in our minds that we cannot even imagine that they actually slept together to have us. But it happened. You're here. It means that your parents are holy and as you know as sacred as you think they are they actually engaged in some of these things to have us so you must acknowledge it and tell yourself you know that i am not sinful because i'm feeling these things as a matter of fact it is a blessing because god has given it to us and god's blessings always make rich and add no sorrow so after we acknowledge it what next number two 
stay accountable. I say to people all the time that sexual sin, sin generally thrives in intimacy, but sexual sin is one sin that loves secrecy so much. And we know why. I mean, you're not going to see someone masturbating in public, or you're not going to see someone sleeping with a woman in public. By the way, this is actually funny because now you actually see these things happening in public. The other day, my friend made a tweet on Twitter. She said she was in a public transport. She literally saw a man beside her. He literally had his sexual organ out and he was stroking himself while looking at her. I mean, the world is going bananas. I'm not going to lie. You know, before these things were so they were so uncomfortable like you wouldn't find people doing it like outside but it's it's times are changing the the prince of this world is really giving some people some level of audacity you know and this is the reason why we must arm ourselves as believers we must not get carried away with how normal they're trying to make things we must fight it because some of these things are not normal as a matter of fact they are spiritual ploys you know from the pit of hell to lead more people down into the pit of hell by the grace of god we will be saved so point two you have to stay accountable that means that you be in the midst of people believers be in the midst of godly people not just anybody being in the midst of people means that when you have those urges you cannot even fulfill it there because you're in the midst of people you can start off a conversation you can you know watch a movie together just by that gathering you are hindered from fulfilling those urges from sleeping with that lady or that man you are hindered from masturbating or watching pornography you know but you must ensure that the people that you are you know allowing to keep you accountable are actually godly people because some of us you find that it is actually the association that we have ourselves with that actually lead us into this sin okay we have friends who you know are even they will jump on they will jump at the opportunity to actually sleep with us they will jump at the opportunity to actually watch us masturbate or to watch pornography with them so if your association is actually encouraging that lifestyle in you there's no way that you're going to deny or deal with the sexual urges as a matter of fact you would always cave in right so in dealing with sexual urges we must stay accountable by having people around us who are going to keep us accountable Accountable. first of all just by their presence second of all by being honest with us okay i don't know about you but i have people that tomorrow if i fault you know sexually i can actually confide in them and say oh my god i feel this way now why that is important why it is important to always open up about you know sin very important sin particularly sexual sin is because it disarms the devil of any kind of thing that he might bring against you by now you know the devil his strong points shame and guilt if you are not someone that knows now let me tell you one way that the devil tackles believers of today is using shame and guilt now one of the ways that you can disarm shame and guilt completely is by talking about it when you have people keep you accountable and you go to them and you say oh my god i did this this weekend oh my god i thought about this this weekend you're disarmed arming the devil of the right to use that thing to bring guilt and shame to you and that is a word for someone here if you've probably engaged in something and constantly you feel dirty every time you go to the presence of god because this thing keeps coming to your mind i want to encourage you today speak to someone about it in speaking about it you are disarming it because it is only thriving because it's in secret once it comes out the bible says that darkness cannot hide in light okay when things are exposed there is no darkness again and the devil cannot well in light okay he loves darkness so this is an encouragement this is an opportunity for someone to grab right now take this point get someone that you are accountable to, to someone that you can trust that's not going to make you know your your issue you know something to talk gossip about and confide in them you know and in doing that you will find that you feel a lot more free so definitely stay accountable number three 
in dealing with sexual urges please stay busy and by busy i don't just mean find anything find healthy relaxation activities like sleep or listening to podcasts or just something that is healthy that will keep you busy or make you feel relaxed now i'm saying this because in speaking and counseling a lot of people who deal with sexual sin i have found that majority of them their number one trigger is stress so once they feel stressed suddenly the sexual urges grow to a certain level and they just feel like oh in order to get the stress off me you know i have to find something to you know relieve myself and that's how they find themselves fornicating or watching pornography or masturbating or just thinking about it right so don't feel don't think that you're free just because you don't do the activities but you're constantly thinking about it your mind is too fertile for you to be planting such seeds there guys your mind is it, it's supposed to be god's hope you know the bible says that you you are transformed by the renewal of your mind okay that you should not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind right so if if your activities are renewed or your mind is not renewed there's a problem there okay the holy spirit cannot even find full expression in you because your mind is still left hanging so don't only look at those people who actually physically you know manifest sexual sin you know you just thinking about it is also sin and i think by the time we get to the last point you'll understand why it is so important that we stay busy keep this mind busy engaged in healthy and um you know healthy and relaxation activities so find some of these activities that are going to help you okay don't find yourself um you know thinking or looking for someone to relieve you of that stress relieve you of that stress that you are feeling so if stress is your own number one trigger if you also agree that stress is your number one trigger what you need to start doing is to identify when do i feel most stressed okay are these are there things that i can avoid can i avoid feeling stressed if you can try to avoid it if you can't avoid being stressed when you are stressed that's the time for you to now go and be in the presence of godly company or that's the time for you to pick up your bible and read but you know for some people that's a bit far-fetched so if you can't find your if you, if you don't see yourself picking up your bible to read there and then then definitely just go out take a walk i think we really underestimate the power that is in just taking a walk you know sometimes right you might feel so anxious so stressed and you just go outside you take a walk and everything just goes away now i think i don't i don't think it's normal right i don't when i say i don't think it's normal i think that there there are spiritual you know things behind it and i I say this because the bible says that all of creation was created to reflect jesus was created to reflect the glory of god all of creation and so i see it as when i detach myself from my feelings and i detach myself from my anxieties or the fears i might have and i go out and i expose myself to things that were created to reflect the glory of god that glory comes in contact with my spirit and there's a union there somehow in the realm of the spirit and i really hope this makes sense to someone because i really see nature as god's way of calling out to us every time i see a flower every time i see a bird flying every time i see anything that is beautiful in creation which is all of creation i mean all and it brings it brings my heart to a place of worship so this is why sometimes you just need to take a walk honestly sometimes just go and cook get something to eat call up your brother your sister chat about you know good things that you know will be beneficial to you both just find activities healthy activities that you can use to substitute how you feel you know when you are stressed right it's important that you identify your triggers and you find healthy substitutes for them
Number four is so important, guys. It is important that you watch what you are taking into your system. Remember that the Bible says that our eyes and our ears are gates. What happens in gates? Gates allow in, okay? They let in and they let out. Now, what this means is that we are watching what we are watching, right? We are being conscious of what we are watching, being conscious of what we are listening to, being conscious of what we are reading. When we when you leave a gate open, no, like in real life, in reality, you leave a gate open. Anything can stroll in. Anyone can stroll in and do what they what, what they want to do, right? But you find gates that once a car comes in or goes out, it is locked back. Okay, that our, 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 our gate should be that guarded. Okay, and we guard it by the word of God. When you have the word of God, it stands as arms around you know your eyes and ears, their gates. But most conscious as, as to what we are letting go in. Some of us, the movies that we are watching need to go. They actually need to go. The series that we are watching need to go. The world is becoming so wicked, guys. The media is full of sexual content. Now, it's funny because I don't even watch movies, right? And, and this happened several years ago, actually. I think I also just noticed that when I watched certain movies, no matter how, you know, platonic it was, particularly romantic movies, I just noticed that I would start to feel a kind of way. And as young as I was, I think I was around 17 or 18, I decided that, you know what, I don't think I need TV in my life. And as at then, I was in university. So I really just wanted to focus on books. So it was even a win-win situation. Apart from, you know, letting go of it, creating scene in me. It was also a case of making out time just to study, you know, without watching movies. I'm not saying I never do. As a matter of fact, like every now and again, you know, I have dates where, you know, I actually watch movies with, you know, a friend or partner. And... I just ensure that they are healthy movies, okay? I ensure that it's not something that's going to taint my my spirit or my mind or going to create friction between, you know, my spirit man and, you know, this flesh or this world. So it's so important that we're just conscious of it. The music that we listen to, I think we also underestimate music, how powerful music can be. You know, you play the sensual music and you expect that your body will be fine. Hello? Hello? Please don't 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 call the devil a fool. Don't call God a fool, okay? You know by yourself that if you create an atmosphere for you to feel a certain kind of way, the feelings will come. And sometimes if you're not careful, they will overpower you. And before you know it, you find yourself in sexual sin. So please, by all means, guard your gates. Remember, I say to people all the time that our minds are like ruminant animals. What happens to ruminant animals when they eat food? You will see them, they'll still be chewing 10 hours later. Now they're chewing because their food is regurgitated regurgitating right so it goes to their stomach it comes back out it goes to all of their four stomachs i think women reticulum wow my science teacher in primary school will be so proud of me right now i can't remember when last i looked at biology but really so um ruminant animals have four stomachs and you know every single time they chew food it'll go to the ruminant first then it'll, it'll go back to their mouth and then they'll regurgitate it to go back to the reticulum they'll treat again it's it digesting the reticulum go back to their mouth they'll treat again they'll go to the omasome, the omasome. and basically what i'm just trying to say is that your mind churns things the way a ruminant animal churns things so when you take things into your mind it will manifest there and then you think that oh i've just watched it i've just listened to it it won't manifest when you are resting when you just want to lie down lay your head it will come back from the ruminant of your mind before you know it because you are disarmed it will just lead you into sin so we must be careful because our mind churns things then we must be careful what we allow into that mind finally and most importantly guys take your sexual urges to god i cannot underestimate or overestimate this enough 
God is not a God that is our African mom or dad, okay? God is not the church that has denied it, okay? God has created us like that, as I said at the beginning. When you feel that way, it's not the time for you to say, God, I'm sorry. It's not the time for you to say, oh, I can't be in the presence of God because I feel this way. It's the time for you to go to that presence. It's like, God, it's you that has made me like this. Help, help me. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. The Holy Spirit will give you an activity for you to do there and then. The Holy Spirit can, you know, even just, you know, fight off those, 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 those thoughts in your head and help you to focus and do what you have to do. Now, when you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says that we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. I think it was 2020. This was my best scripture. Oh my God. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That is a word for someone today. You must learn to captivate your thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. Okay, This can only be done by the help of the Holy Spirit. This is why when you feel that sexual urge burden, run. God, I'm feeling this way. What can I do? Please just help me. And pray, pray this prayer. Pray the scripture. I take captive this thought I, I have right now and I make it obedient to Christ. You will bow to God. You will bow to God. Before you know it, you just even get into the, the you know, that spirit of prayer and Bible study. You start blasting in tongues, you know, and that powerful urge, like that powerful sexual urge becomes, you know, um, fuel for your, for your prayer in that moment, you know. So let's be very careful not to make god the god that cannot understand all the things we feel okay he's god guys he's god he's, he's a loving father he knows how he created us he's not the god who is evil who will put evil in us and deny it when he manifests no he wants us to come to him and that is why today i also want to speak out to you know any young girl any young woman old man <laughs> old woman you know who has found themselves in sexual sin that is not your identity you are not pornography you are not fornication you are not masturbation you are not the person that constantly thinks sexual things and i pray that even as my words go forth right now that there will be begin to be a separation in your mind you begin to detach yourself from these things that have created an identity of you it is satan's ploy to keep you bound by these things to make you constantly feel ashamed and guilty thinking that oh because you do these things then you can never be a child of god i break that voice right now i break that spirit that chain over you and i declare and declare that it is well with you god is god's voice god's help god's strength is made available to overcome this thing and if you would you know make up your mind if you partner with the holy spirit to fight of these things they will go they will go the bible says that at the name of jesus every knee bows and every tongue confesses that jesus christ is lord including our habits at the name of jesus bad habits bow okay they bow out so i really want to encourage you don't make don't continue to be a slave to that thing that is keeping you captive acknowledge it get someone to keep you accountable find things to keep you busy ensure that you are watching what is going in and out of your gates and speak to god take everything to god in prayer and i know that god 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 did for us i say it all the time god did for me god did for you god did for us and he will not allow us to perish nope he has already you know 
kept his kept us and putting his spirit in us and he's keeping us for that perfect day when he returns to take us home so i really hope that this episode really encourages you challenges you just helps you see sexual urges in a new light and also teaches you on how to deal with your sexual urges i don't share what i don't do so every single thing i've shared with you today is how i keep myself in check how i ensure that i'm not allowing my sexual urges lead me And I know that the Lord is going to make power available to help us to continue to stay in purity in our thoughts, in our words, as well as in our actions. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I really look forward to speaking to you next week. Have an awesome day. This is Fortuman Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. Love and light. Bye.